Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. Uh, exciting day for Melinda as usual, we've got the uh, market update, so it's data, stats and all those numbers. Yeah, welcome back everybody. You know, I get excited when I get to um, delve into the numbers and report on what's been happening based on the data. Of course, we overlay that with what's been happening based on our anecdotal evidence um, of being out and about on the ground. And that's the way we can provide you with the most up-to-date summary of what we're seeing here in Brisbane. Um, And we've got some really interesting trends that are starting to emerge that we're excited to be sharing with you today. Yeah, so um, obviously... uh... We know that some other areas like Sydney's in lockdown um, and uh, COVID's still sort of uh, causing a few issues around the country, unfortunately. Um, so hopefully everyone around the country gets out of lockdown pretty soon and life gets back to normal. We're thinking of everyone. Um, Brisbane's pretty safe and sound up here in Queensland. Um, and um, yeah, the market is still pretty strong. Yeah, look, I think since our last market update, we have had that very short, sharp lockdown here in Brisbane, three days for some, four days for other, but um, we seem to have jumped on top of the virus spread up here. So we are thinking about um, all of our friends and colleagues down in other parts of the country uh, who are not in such a lucky position and hoping that um, they can get on top of the virus and, and get back to some form of normality in the near future. So speaking of lucky, um, I believe Brisbane's now top 10 most livable cities. We have made the top 10 list. That's right. According to the Economist Intelligence Unit or the EIU, and rightly so. I mean, who wouldn't want to um, admit that Brisbane as a city offers an amazing subtropical lifestyle? Um, Even in winter, the sun shines, as we generally report on the the top end of the podcast, Um, but our outdoor lifestyles really do bustle. And I know even on the weekend, we were out and about along Riverside there, um, looking back over at the Howard Smith Wharves and the Story Bridge. And it was a warm, sunny winter's day. And, you know, a lot of Brisbaneites were out enjoying that sunshine. And um, that is the sort of lifestyle that we have become accustomed to and the sort of lifestyle that is attracting a lot of those interstate migrants. Yeah, it's good good change you doing a weather update instead of me. <laughs> but whilst we're on that, I guess, yeah, as you said, um, in wintertime up here, you've got the early to mid-20s. Um, it's, it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty comfortable getting around with a shirt without all the jumpers and the jackets and the beanies and gloves and all those things. Um, so, yeah, lifestyle livable. Um, yeah, it's no surprise that Brisbane's up there and amongst it. Um, and obviously being affordable for for property as well. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that has started to um, emerge. Brisbane is not following the same trend as the national headlines suggest. And if we look at the latest CoreLogic data at the end of June 2021, um, the national headlines suggest that the momentum for property price growth has started to slow But in Brisbane, in the housing sector, this is not the case. And we're going to be tackling that in a little bit um, more detail as we move through this podcast today. So on the same, I guess on the same uh, topic then of being livable and and affordable and and that housing sector doing what it's doing, the the migration side of things, and I guess it's continued to increase people migrating to the north. Yeah, so um, net interstate migration now exceeded 30,000 throughout 2020, and that's the first time that we've had such high levels of migration since 2005. Um, And also, given the pandemic and the international border 
closures, um, this was by far the fastest population growth rate of all capital cities around Australia. So it's another reason why we always say, you know, national news headlines don't always apply equally to all areas around Australia when it comes to property, because property depends on local drivers of supply and demand. And um, demand, um, one thing that contributes to demand is the rate of population growth or the number of people that are looking for dwellings in a certain area. And, you know, with Queensland hitting the, um, the or winning the race, I guess you could say throughout 2020, uh, according to the data, it, it tells a story where, um, you know, more and more people are arriving and that's putting upward pressure on demand here in Brisbane over and above the other um, nationwide stimulants such as uh, low interest rates and an improving economy. And, and obviously then from the, the affordability, the living and those sort of things, people can't just come and live here. Um, it comes down to employment as well. Um, so there's obviously been an improvement on that. And, and I believe that um, we're sitting at about 5.4% unemployment rate. That's right. So, you know, whilst that's not terrific um, and there's still a little bit more work to do, what I will say is that um, over the last 12 months, there has been an increase in total job advertisements throughout Queensland of more than 154%. So, you know, that's really reassuring that the economy is recovering. Um, employers are more optimistic. They are hiring and, you know, it's looking more and more likely that that unemployment rate should fall in the months ahead. That, that's really promising, the amount of jobs that are being advertised. Um, it obviously shows that people looking to move or relocate up this way, um, and even school leavers, um, there's obviously opportunity out there for work um, to, to get up here and get in, enjoy the sunshine. Yeah, and I think that if we're looking at more data that's emerged throughout the last month, um, the Real Estate um, Australia or the realestate.com.au measure the demand for property uh, by looking at um, a weekly demand index. And what that measures is the number of people who are highly engaged with uh, real estate listings under the buy tab on their major real estate portal. And the uh, that number is compared to a baseline, which is calculated as being the 52-week average over the 2019 year. And what I will say for Queensland is that um, the the number of people that are still highly engaged with real estate listings that are for sale is still well elevated um, over and above the 2019 um, average. So what's interesting about that is that unit listing engagement has actually been higher across Queensland compared with house listing engagement. Mm. Um, now, I find that quite interesting because anecdotally, when we are out and about at inspections, um, you know, our observations are the complete opposite. The number of people inspecting units uh, based on our own observations here in Brisbane is much lower than the number of people inspecting houses. So there's more browsers for units um, and more, you know, on the ground shoppers for houses, which is quite interesting. Yeah, it is um, when you look and it, it does vary from suburb to suburb, different types of houses, obviously. Um, you know, we went to one last weekend, there was an open house, first open. Um, and there was, I don't know how many groups went through it, but there were 12 offers put on that one um, on that on the weekend and it sold straight away. Um, one of our staff went out, I think it was last week, um, and there was about 106 groups or something through a property. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that that's demand, um, which is a positive thing. There's a lot of people still wanting that property. Uh, if you're in the right location, obviously the right property is what you want to be looking for. 
And of course, we have to always, always, always look at the supply side of things as well. And um, we've got some new information here from JLL Research, um, which was completed in March 2021, which shows the inner city apartment supply pipeline. Um, and what we do know here in Brisbane uh, based on this information, a total of 8,857 new apartments are in the pipeline. Um, some of those are already completed this year. Many are under construction. Um, a smaller number are currently marketing, but the majority of those, the plans are approved or the plans have been submitted to council. So for property investors looking at units, it's very important to be aware of where this future supply is coming. Um, it is something that can impact on the capital growth potential. So it is definitely something to keep an eye on as a property investor. We do talk about um, back in 2016 when there were cranes all through the sky everywhere you drove around Brisbane, um, you'd see cranes in the sky. So with a bit of construction planning, uh, all those plans that are being approved and submitted um, and also what's in the pipeline to come after that, I would be surprised if we start to see a few more cranes start to pop up in the air in the next uh, next sort of 12 months. Yeah, and obviously, you know, as you've suggested right there, it is long timeframes. This is not supply that's going to be coming in a couple of months. These are um, This is future supply because the planning and marketing and construction phase of large apartment buildings takes a lot of time. So the next wave of supply is still, um, you know, years away, not months away. Um, but in the meantime, of course, because we in we are in a situation where we've got more buyers than sellers, uh, we don't see um, any supply issues, uh, certainly in the inner and middle ring locations. And we believe the market will tighten further, um, especially after borders reopen and international migration resumes, because, you know, we'll see further uptake of some of those higher density units at that time. Yeah, the other thing that'll add to that time frame as well is construction time frame. Um, materials, labour, getting supplies, just getting getting things to actually build. Um, there's a lot of pressure on that in construction industry at the moment. Um, talking to a lot of builders out there and um, being involved with that, you know, helping with clients building out, building properties. Um, there's a lot of pressure on construction, so that will take a little bit more time from normal construction timeframes. And of course, construction prices are on the way up as well. Correct. You know, yep. so people have to consider that because I know that there's a lot of um, people that I know in Brisbane, a lot of people are buying the older homes, they're knocking them down and they're rebuilding. And, um, you know, those, the upward pressure on construction costs needs to be factored in. Um, I will say also, because interest rates have been so low, um, some of the latest figures from the tax office have now confirmed that there are fewer people um, who are landlords that are negatively gearing their properties. And, you know, I know with a lot of investment clients that we're working with, when you do have a 20% cash deposit, and you're borrowing or leveraging 80% of the property value, you are most likely going to be in a cash flow neutral or a neutrally geared position um, on cash flow um, neutral position on interest only lending or a neutrally geared position from a tax perspective anyway. So that property is effectively paying for itself because the gross yields are that much higher in Brisbane compared to Sydney and Melbourne. So, you know, we're definitely... Um, not in a situation where we've got many landlords that um, are going to find themselves in distress right now with interest rates so low. But obviously, in the future, interest rates will rise and you need to be prepared for that and make sure that you are basing investment decisions on, you know, what might happen in the future. I, I think back on that, sorry, just back back on that construction side of it, it's something to think about for people that are looking to buy a home. Um, we quite often talk about, 
you can't change the location, but you can change the home. Obviously, with the market moving and wanting to get into that location, it's a good time to be buying that that family home in the, in the right location and have a future plan. When pressure goes off the construction side of it a bit, maybe that's a good time to do some renovations, refurbishment, things like that. Um, so the way things are, the way the market's moving, um, it's probably a good time to get in and buy that family home in the right location as well. So let's get into the market update um, and let's talk about some of the stats that I've got in front so of me. So some numbers. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the latest hedonic home value index data by CoreLogic, which was released on the 30th of June 2021, has now confirmed that median dwelling values in Brisbane increased by a further 1.9% over the month of June. Now, um, dwelling values, remember, this incorporates both houses and units. So I always tread with caution when I'm looking at these numbers because it did show that um, the dwelling growth in Brisbane was slightly lower than the month prior, which was 2% the month prior. So, um, however, as I pointed out right at the top end of the podcast, um, we're seeing a divergence in the trend for houses and units, which we will get to shortly. Now, I know a lot of people do um, contact us here at Streamline Property Buyers um, wanting to buy a property around the median value for greater Brisbane dwelling values. That is now sitting at $586,000. Remember, that's grouping houses and units, and that is for all of Greater Brisbane. You will not buy a house 10 kilometres or 15 kilometres from the Brisbane CBD for that budget. Um, it does not exist. You will be buying in areas of Greater Brisbane or you will be buying a unit for a townhouse. So keep that in mind. Um, dwelling median values for Brisbane are not reflective of where you can buy and what you can buy. So um, what I will say is that dwelling values have increased $11,570 across the month. So since January, um, when this CoreLogic data was released, dwelling values as a whole have increased over $64,000 um, just in six months. So it is strong growth for Brisbane. Um, and we don't see this slowing down at the moment, especially in the housing sector. So that's, yeah, so that's interesting that that groups the houses and the units. So if, if we do break them up, um, what when we get to that, obviously we're going to break up the houses and the units. Um, so it's interesting how that changed. 1.9, as you said, a little bit down um, the quarter, uh, 5.7 and annual 3.2. 13.2. 13.2, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, median value at 586 for dwellings in Brisbane compared to the median dwelling value in Sydney, which is 994000 and in Melbourne, $753,000. Um, even Hobart's ahead in median value sitting at $607,000. So um, it's interesting to see that um, it makes Brisbane look extremely affordable, but obviously we do need to break that down into the housing and uni unit sector. Yeah, definitely. So let's jump onto the housing side of things um, and see what's changed on that. So across the month of June, we saw houses increase 2.2% um, in Greater Brisbane. Now, that is not a slowdown in momentum. That is consistent with the growth that we experienced in the housing sector throughout Greater Brisbane in May. So we don't have a slowdown in the housing sector here in Brisbane based on the data right now. That slowdown is being pulled through from the unit sector. So that is something that's really important to keep in mind. The housing sector is maintaining momentum in growth. 
Now, what we saw current median value for a house in Greater Brisbane is now $657,000 and it is a record higher. It's never been this high. That's $15,824 more than it was just one month ago and $154,000 more than 12 months ago. What this tells us is that if you are looking at any settled sales data on any of the research platforms and those properties sold more than a month ago, you have to factor in this growth because the market continues to shift. And one of the biggest frustrations that buyers are having right now is not understanding the market value and how fast the market is shifting. And if your offers are based on settled sales from last month, you may need to actually apply that stretch factor to factor in the growth that has occurred since then. Biggest tip that I can give you right now. Yeah, that's interesting. We do see that week in, week out where we get people. And even that that number, that 657 um, for your median, um, the, the houses in Greater Brisbane. And we keep saying that, I don't know how many times we can actually say that, Greater Brisbane, mm. um, that really does pull that number down a little bit. And and if you look in certain certain areas, um, especially where we're active with our buyers, um, that number is higher. Um, but as we, as Melinda said, you, CMAs that we do at the moment, um, that is on historical data. So we need to make sure it's updated week in, week out. And I'd also like to just break down that um, that housing price information for Brisbane a little bit further and look at the different sectors or sections of the market. So the top 75th percentile of house values in Brisbane is currently 836 thousand dollars that is actually sitting lower slightly lower than the median value for the Australian Capital Territory or Canberra it is sitting lower than the median value for Melbourne and it is sitting lower than the lowest 25th percentile of values in Sydney what that tells us is how affordable the Brisbane market is in comparison to some of these other capital cities around Australia. So remember, $836,878 is the top 75th percentile of house values here in Brisbane. And that amount is lower than the overall median for Canberra, the overall median for Melbourne, and the lowest 25% of property values in Sydney. How affordable is Brisbane? Yeah, that, that's an interesting one to look at, that that, um, that breakdown of that with all the other capitals. Um, it does make Brisbane very, very affordable. And um, obviously with the forecast for, for growth, I think it's, um, it's a good opportunity as well. Unit prices. Yes, jump onto the unit side of things. Obviously, that hasn't been as positive. As, as the housing side of it, but um, has potential for the future, I think, as well. Yeah, so unit price growth um, did see a slowdown in momentum throughout June here in Brisbane. That's what's caused the overall slowdown in dwelling values. Remember, the housing sector maintained growth momentum. Units um, still grew 0.7% growth throughout the month of June. Um, so that put the 12-month growth at 5.7% for units. Uh, the current Median value for units across Greater Brisbane is four hundred and fifteen thousand three hundred. Sorry, four hundred and fifteen thousand five hundred and thirty-six. So that's just three thousand seven hundred dollars more than one month ago, and twenty-eight thousand more than twelve months ago. It's interesting the um, the unit market how it has a little bit of pressure off it a little bit, but how does that compare then um, to the rest? As you did that last breakdown of the. Um, the, the top and the medium and the, and the high prices for other capitals? So the Brisbane median value uh, for units is actually 
sitting at a similar level to the lowest 25 percentile values in Canberra. It's sitting equal with the lowest uh, 25 percentile values in Hobart. Um, and it's much lower than the lowest 25th percentile of values in both Melbourne and Sydney. So an extremely affordable unit market here in Brisbane compared to other capital cities around Australia and another reflection of affordability um, to get into the property market here in Brisbane. So uh, from what you can spend obviously down in Sydney to, uh, to and Melbourne compared to Brisbane, um, you can get yourself a, a pretty nice family home or a unit. Um, but yeah. definitely you can get something quite nice here in Brisbane as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that what we're um, tracking very carefully here in Brisbane, certainly we're tracking this in-house, is you know what is happening between the unit and the housing sector. Um, off the back of COVID, you know, people were looking for more space. The housing sector, um, from what we observed anecdotally, became that higher demand market. It doesn't reflect what the REI uh, weekly uh, demand in index has been showing recently, but certainly on the ground in terms of the number of people out inspecting houses versus units is higher. And the number of offers that are going in on houses versus units also seems to be higher. Let's talk about the rental market. Yeah. So rental market, there's been, well, there has been, and I'm pretty sure it hasn't changed a lot. Um, there's been a lot of demand on that. And um, the rental market is very, very tight at the moment still is very tight. In fact, when we look at the SQM vacancy rate data, no change across Greater Brisbane in terms of the citywide vacancy rate, still um, sitting at 1.3%, which is extremely tight and quite different to other capital cities around Australia. So um, extremely tight rental market compared to the likes of Sydney and Melbourne, which have much higher vacancy. Now, if we break that down into the major corridors, um, most of the major corridors remain fairly unchanged between May and June. Beanley Corridor still remaining at 0.6% vacancy. Brisbane CBD remained 3.9% vacancy. East Brisbane um, slightly up, only 0.1% increase, currently now at 1.2% vacancy. Inner Brisbane slightly down, 2.1%. Um, it was at 2.2% last month. Ipswich remained unchanged, 0.8%. Northern Brisbane unchanged, 0.7%. Southeast Brisbane unchanged at 0.6%. So some of these vacancies are extremely yeah. tight, as you can hear. Southern Brisbane um, slightly up, 1.5%. Last month we were at 1.4%. And no change in Western Brisbane, 1.2%. Remember, these are regional vacancy rates. Um, we obviously break that down further to a suburb level here for our clients in Brisbane. And I can guarantee you there are some locations that have vacancy less than 0.5%. When we buy for our investors in those locations and they put those properties up for rent, um, you know, they have multiple applications after that first opening. And in fact, one of our rental properties, um, you know, was up for a new tenant and we had, I think, five applications and, and I guess that after the first inspection and a good healthy rising rent and a tip on that one is make sure you review uh, your, your rent what you're asking for obviously you don't want to you don't want to kick the tenants out and you, you want to keep a happy tenant to keep things moving along smooth but you want to make sure you're up with the market as well um, and if it's time to re refresh that and, and update it obviously with the, the, the vacancy rates the way they are um, it's a good time to do it as well. Yeah, when vacancy rates are so low, what it means is that there's not enough properties available for rent. So that means supply is very tight. 
when you're in a market where there's a lot of tenants looking for a property, that's what puts upward pressure on rents. Now, as Scott said, if you are already a property investor here in Brisbane, make sure you are doing an annual rent review. If your property was rented in the latter part of 2020, it is likely that you are now achieving under market rent because according to CoreLogic data, 8.4% increase in the housing sector for rents achieved in Brisbane um, is what the data shows. So that's increasing at the moment. So that's 1.1% higher than it was just a month ago. Um, So if you have a property that has a tenant in place, make sure you're getting a market rent review when it becomes time to renew. I'm not suggesting you need to, um, you know, up the rent and be unrealistic, but it is a good time to negotiate with the tenant um, to ensure that you're at least uh, factoring in the rises that we're seeing across the board. So something to keep in mind. So they have increased, obviously, the, the rent side of things? Absolutely. So um, in the unit sector, not as much as the housing sector, 3.8% increase across 12 months in the unit sector. Um, That's up 1.2% from last month also. So starting to gain momentum in that sector, but we'll be watching with interest in the months ahead as to how far this rental price growth can go uh, because of the vacancy crisis across the city. And the housing side of it, did you say what that went up? 8.4% growth in the housing sector. Uh, So good yields. Well, interestingly, 8.4% growth in the housing sector for gross rents, um, whereas in the total capital growth for houses over the 12-month period was 14.8%. So when we look at the yields, the yields have been slightly compressed Mm. because the property values have increased slightly more than the rental yields. However, um, at a citywide level, gross rental yields in Brisbane are still sitting at 4.1%. So it's slightly reduced from last month, um, but it's still very, very attractive compared to the likes of Sydney, where gross rental yields are 2.6%, and Melbourne, where gross rental yields are 2.8%. So for people looking for um, an investment property with huge capital growth potential, but also decent holding yields, uh, Brisbane is definitely a city that should be on their radar. And I think for that future growth side of things as well, Brisbane definitely is on people's radar. People people obviously relocating up this way, as I mentioned earlier. Um, it, it's definitely a target area for them as well. Yeah, and I think, you know, the announcement for the Olympic Games is not too far yeah. away. I'm very, very, very confident that if that um, comes through as a definite thing that's locked in, um, we will see our city change tremendously between now and and when the games uh, would be held. So if you are wanting to capitalise on not only the the potential for economic growth, um, but the infrastructure development that um, would be involved with that type of event in our city, um, now's the time. Brisbane will definitely be on the radar for many and it might be better to get in sooner rather than later. Yeah, get up here and buy your nice family home close to the city so you're close to all the sporting events in 2032. Never know, you might watch your own children play there. <laughs> we were only talking about that where we live in Wilston um, is quite central to where a lot of the proposed venues would be and um, looking forward um, to what our age would be, we thought we might still be able to walk to some of those locations in the future, but I'm um, hoping, hoping that that is the case. <laughs> so what are we seeing in Brisbane? Well, obviously, as we've pointed out, um, number of buyers still exceeds the number of sellers for every property that we are looking at. Um, 
I don't think there's been a property yet that has not sold under multiple offer. We've been lucky enough to pick up a, a few properties off market without competition. That's rare. It does depend on the seller's circumstances. Um, we're starting to see slightly decreased buyer depth in some pockets of Brisbane. And what we mean by that is when properties do go to multiple offer, instead of having 20 offers on the property, we might now be seeing um, six or seven offers on the property. So that might mean that some of the buyers are um, have either stopped looking or they've already bought, so they're now out of the market. So that's a trend that we're going to continue to watch into the future. Uh, still seeing some buyers stretch and buyer fatigue, I think, is becoming a real thing here in Brisbane. If someone has been shopping in the market for a number of months, uh, right now we're starting to see some people just throw everything at a property because they're they're done, they're spent, they're exhausted they're fatigued, they're overwhelmed, and they just want it to end. So, you know, it's under multiple offer. We've seen some properties sell for an absolute mozza um, when someone just throws everything at it because they want to get out of the rat race. It's interesting. With, with some of the discovery calls that we take through um, through Streamline property buyers, we get a lot of talk, and Melinda just mentioned there about off-market. Um, look, as we've talked about it before, off-market, pre-market, that's where we can add a lot of value as well, that pre-market opportunity where you can actually get a heads up on a property before it actually does get listed. We do a lot of our work behind the scenes. We're all ready then on that day that it gets um, uh, advertised. We're ready to move and we're more confident and uh, organised than a lot of other buyers so we can actually move really fast. Um, owner-occupier last week um, in a area, um, Red Hill near the Broncos leagues, I guess. Um, not that I'm a Broncos supporter, anyway. <laughs> um, you know, it had an open on Saturday. Um, we um, secured it for our um, for our our clients Saturday night, um, and they're over the moon. So uh, just moving quick to secure those really and make sure you're organised. Um, there's a lot of pressure on the market and the buyers at the moment. As you said, people get a bit desperate. So. And even, you know, um, as Scott said, anything listed for sale by private treaty usually sells on that Saturday after the first open home or on the Monday or the Tuesday the following week to give buyers that little bit more time. Anything listed for auction, we are starting to see um, some auction campaigns reducing their campaign period. Typically that would be four weeks. Um, we've seen some auction campaigns in as little as two weeks. Two to three, yep. um, And auction clearance rates over the last month have moved between 57% and 88%. Now 57%, I think that was the week when we were in lockdown, so a lot of auctions were um, changed to online platforms or deferred, but you know, clearance rates of 88% for Brisbane historically that's significantly high. Um, even just speaking to one of the auctioneers that we were bidding uh, for a client on Friday night yes, Friday night auction yep. that was very unfriendly. Um, but we were speaking to the auctioneer there and he said, Look, the, the only reason properties may not be selling based on his perspective at auction right now is that the vendor's expectations are starting to move ahead of the market um, because he said every auction that he has called has been extremely well attended with multiple registered bidders and, you know, that tells us that the buyer depth is there and um, sometimes, you know, sellers want to or expect a little bit more than what the market is prepared to pay. It doesn't mean that that's what their property is worth, but sometimes they are ahead of the market and, Auction clearance rates can always be a little bit um, interesting in reading the buyer demand. That's more a an indicator of vendor expectation. Yeah. So just just on those numbers, which we, we touched on median values and things like that, just as some examples as well. Um, another suburb on the north of Brisbane, 10 to 12 Ks roughly from the CBD. 
Um, there's been some properties selling there of late. Um, that they're what we class as a knockdown. Um, so a knockdown in those areas around that million dollar mark. Um, however, when people are knocking them down and building brand new on them, they're actually selling for over two million. Yeah, so, 2.2, 2.3 mil is the recorded NVAL on those yep. sorts of properties. So they are in areas where there's no character overlay and character protection. So people are seeing value in buying older homes simply for the location and the land. And then they're building their dream home or their executive home on that, that plot of land. And some of those recorded end values are, are quite strong compared to, you know, what we have seen previously. And another example, a uh, knockdown, the, the splitter, which uh, a lot of people... People love them. They've become really popular, um, quite hard to get hold of uh, at the moment. And it was on the south side uh, weekend before last, I believe the auction was. Um, it exceeded 1.5 mil mm. for a knockdown splitter block. Um, that was actually in Cannon Hill. So, Cannon Hill, yeah. you know, we weren't bidding at that one, but we did, certainly went for uh, market research. And I would have said six months ago, you'd be looking around 1.2 at a stretched value there. So it just goes to show the scarcity of these splitter sites and just how much people are stretching um, to secure them. And on the same Saturday, um, an earlier auction in the same suburb for a brand new build on a, a small 405 sold for 1.4, just over 1.4 mil. Yeah. So we, we saw the developer paying 1.5 for the potentially the vacant land with still cost to remove that house and, and thought that's a stretch. That's almost the, the developed site value. But look, that's what people are doing at the moment. Um, there are some strong prices still being achieved. Um, our position really has not changed for the months ahead. We're still very optimistic that Brisbane has a lot of steam left and um, we're still seeing that not only through our own inquiry but by being out on the ground every weekend, talking to buyers, understanding who's in the market, seeing people registering, seeing at, at auctions, seeing what properties are transacting for in real time. Look, the Brisbane housing sector is not losing steam and we'll be watching carefully in the weeks ahead to see if and when that might happen, given what's happening with, um, you know, the lockdowns throughout Australia. Yeah, so it all looks really positive um, for Brisbane. Um, things, are, things are still moving ahead. There's still a lot of demand, um, still positive. We'll get the Olympics hopefully <laughs> before next market update so we can have a bit of a chat on that. We'll probably do a podcast on that on the Olympics if we get it and talk a bit more about it, what it can do and what's going to help, it's going to change Brisbane, obviously in the future. Um, but look, if you're out there, you're looking for an investment property or if you're looking to relocate and or even upgrade um, your family home, we're always here to help to take that pressure off people shopping. Um, there's a lot of press, pressure and stress, obviously, on that side of things. So reach out to us at Streamline Property Buyers. We're, we're here to help. Um, but I'll let Melinda wrap it up as usual. And we will talk again next week. Thanks very much for listening and bye for now. Uh, thank you again for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this month's market update. We always like bringing you the very latest in the data and helping you understand what we are seeing out on the ground. As always, if you are enjoying our podcast, please share this podcast with your friends and family. Don't forget to leave us a review. And we can't wait to be talking to you again this time next week. Until then, bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes. And of course, tell your friends about us. 
If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.